Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy with the Chris and Sandy Show, and we where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as always, we have a great show for you today because we bring some great artists on, and we're excited about the ones we got today. If you heard earlier, we had sister duo then, and this wasn't planned, but we got another sister duo. I think it's pretty cool. Um, but Presley and Taylor, are y'all here? Hey, we're here. Hey, y'all. hey, how are y'all doing? We're doing great. We're hanging in there with this whole quarantine situation. We're making the best, most of it. Because <laughs> I know it, for artists, it's got to be tough because y'all are so used to getting out and being doing live shows. And Oh, it's oh, been yeah. so crazy to kind of make that shift to live streaming. I mean, it's, it's really heartbreaking at first to see your shows, some of your shows get canceled, you know. And, yeah. you know, no one had any idea that, they're one of our shows in March would be, you know, our last live performance for a while. So um, it's, it's really crazy, but it's definitely been an adjustment because it's Mm -hmm. totally different. I mean, we live for playing in front of live audiences, so it's definitely different, but I think also Taylor and I look at the positive of the whole social media thing and the blessing of still being able to bring our music to people, even though we can't really be there in person. Right. And it's a blessing in disguise because, our first show in front of a real audience is going to be just extra special now. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and you know, and if this would have happened, say, 15 years ago, um, artists wouldn't have had this platform, all these platforms. No. Well, that's, yeah, that's the crazy part, too. Um, we just feel blessed that we can still connect with our fans. And even some people who maybe are like, oh, I, I wish I could be there this weekend, but, you know, you guys mm-hmm. are too far away for yeah. this one. Like, it's really cool that everyone can tune in or watch it back. That later. has been the great thing. I mean, we've seen, like, so many of our friends. From, we're originally from Connecticut, so we live in mm-hmm. Nashville now, but it's so great because we can see our friends hop on when it's live, yeah. like our family members that really on the regular would not be able to see us sing. So it's just a it, – yeah. it is definitely a really cool thing that we're supposed to do that. So as we get started here, tell us a little bit about who y'all are, where y'all from, and even though y'all already said that a little bit, but still, who y'all are, where y'all from, and a brief overview of y'all. A little small story. Sure. Sure, absolutely. So we're Presley and Taylor. We're sisters. Um, We're originally from Connecticut. I just turned 21 this past April, and Presley's going to be turning 23 in June. But basically, we have been singing together our entire lives. We've been singing country music. That's what our parents would play us in the car and everything. So that's what we grew up on. And about seven seven to eight years ago now, um, when we were in high school, our parents thought it would be fun to take us into the recording studio. And we went in there planning on doing, you know, one or two songs just for fun. And that quickly became a full-length project, you know, fully produced and mastered and everything. And everything just snowballed from there. Um, we have been working towards our career and working professionally um, as mm-hmm. artists ever since, Um and we made the move to Nashville officially two years ago. We got an apartment there, but we've been going back and forth, you know, for eight years now. And, um, yeah, yeah that's a little bit about us. Press, did, that, did I miss yeah, anything? Yeah, no, you got everything. I mean, just for a little background, we come from a very musical family. Um, it started with mm-hmm. our grandpa. When we were kids, we would go over to our grandparents' house, and all our uncles and aunts, everybody plays guitar, everybody sings. So it's just something that we were kind of – born into and then it just Mm -hmm. made so much sense for us when we were in high school we both for at a really young age knew what we wanted to do with our lives and that was to Mm -hmm. bring music to people and bring that joy to people and we're just so blessed that we've been able to do that um since that's what we decided to do that's really awesome uh, and all that um so what are some hot you know i always like to start with some light stuff before we really dig deep what are some hobbies y'all like to do outside of music? Yeah, so music is like, you know, our main thing. And it's so funny because <laughs> we get asked that, and music is such a joy to us. It's almost like mm-hmm. our profession and our hobby, you know, because yeah. when we're not True. performing live or in the recording studio. We're, you know, writing songs or learning, you know, guitar and piano better and all that. Um, other than that, I think, you know, I love to work out. This is Taylor talking, by the way. 
working mm-hmm. out, and I drag Presley along with me so I don't have to go alone. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but I feel like that even that, like, contributes to, like, our live performance and everything. So yeah. um, that's one of my hobbies. Yeah, I'm a big – I love to read. I love being outside. I have a German Shepherd who just turned one, and I'm constantly <laughs> out hiking with him or <laughs> trying to tire him out because he has more energy than anybody. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the thing about my sister and I is we have been best friends since we were little kids. We've always just had each other, and I think mm-hmm. even when we're not playing music, like we're always doing things together. We're both in relationships with musicians as well, so that's part of like Taylor saying that music is not just our career; it's our hobby. Like when we're home, we're all jamming <laughs> out together, and <laughs> it's just it's a lot of music. But we wouldn't have it any other way. And it's great to have people around us that you know are doing the same thing. And absolutely, mm-hmm. I mean, and also just like family time, I feel like yeah. it's really important to us. Um, we always try and you know take time with our family when we're not doing music. Mm-hmm. And we definitely understand where y'all are coming from. Because, like, um, now we've been married 17 years now. We, of course, we didn't grow up together. <laughs> like y'all, but, but we've been, but we've been a, but we've been a 24 Oh, I'm here now couple. too. Okay. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but, hey. But we, but we've been a 24/7 couple since the day we married. So yes. we're always, you know, we don't go anywhere without each other. So we, we definitely get mm-hmm. the little connection there that y'all have as sisters, even though we're not sister and brother. Thank God. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be very good. <laughs> no, definitely. It's just someone, and it's the same thing for you guys, which is so cool. It's just that partner, like, in everything that you do. And it's so special to be around people that, you know, and it, it really, really is, like, the best part of what we do. And I'm sure for you guys, too, it just brings a lot of joy to the people around you and to like each other, you know, to be able to do that together. Yep. Mhm. So what's something quirky about y'all? Oh. <laughs> oh my god, good question. Uh, quirky. Hmm. I'm trying to think of like good things. Hey, okay, what's yours? Do you have one for me? Quirky about And, and we never wear so we we never know where this is going to go. It's I love yeah. this stuff. Oh We've we gotten some interesting answers. <laughs> it's hard to find something quirky about Presley just because she's like cool. Really I'm cool. back. <laughs> so, oh my god, I would say like I like like I feel like I do like like that truck I found the other day and I was like obsessed with it. Uh, we love like I love cars, which is cool. <laughs> and we were driving actually. Um, we were driving around and we saw this pink Ford F one fifty custom nineteen seventy nine Ford. And I was like, Oh, oh cool. my god, it's like Barbie pink and I was like, That's me like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like the stuff. I don't know. <laughs> that would be Sandy. But, oh yeah, yes, anything pink really like that. Like, all yeah, about it. Anything pink. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, even the truck, like I loved it. So it's it was fun. Oh, awesome. So as we um, so what age did did y'all get to to where y'all said, you know what, I want to make a career out of this. Yeah. So um, you know, we we always knew even as like little girls that singing and performing for people was mm-hmm. you know a joy of ours and a passion of ours, and our family really made it like a really easy supported path for us I think because it was such a huge part of their lives before we even came along mm-hmm. and then once mm-hmm. we were brought mm-hmm. into that it was <laughs> kind of a no-brainer because that's just literally how we grew up you know and, yeah. yeah and I think yeah. um when that first time that we went into the recording studio in high school I was 14 and Presley was 16 and that's really like when our um, professional career and when we really, you know, made the decision to go for it. And we've mm-hmm. just been learning and growing mm-hmm. ever since. Um, that project we released, I think, about four or 
five singles to country radio, and they all charted oh, wow. top 40 on the Music Row Country Breakout chart, which was really amazing. Oh, wow. um, we went to Nashville and made so many great relationships with just world-class musicians. We had Pam Tillis on our album. Um, she was featured on one of the songs with us, Heart Over wow. Mind, and then she invited us to sing that song on the Grand Ole Opry with her one night. So that was a total dream come true. Yeah, and I think starting at that age, too, when we were in high school, it was an mm-hmm. interesting time because our parents were very serious about us finishing school, and Taylor and I were mm-hmm. very serious about doing mm-hmm. our music. Right. So it was, it was a really interesting balance. <laughs> we mm-hmm. did both for a very long time, um, and then, you know, we did, we graduated high school and everything. Like, our mom was like, have to finish the yeah that. and then once we got to college we kind of decided as a family like that we really needed to seriously move to nashville get this oh, wow. done what we're you know meant to be doing and it, it kind of just all laid itself out for us and, right. and, and definitely mm-hmm. starting in high school like that it, there was a lot of learning that needed to be done i mean we had grown up singing as something fun as a hobby as something we did with our family but but shifting that focus going and having to entertain people um, was mm-hmm. really a, a learning curve for us um, and I think then the it really yeah. was in the beginning and I think that that was kind of cool that we started it so young because I think mm-hmm. it gives us a little bit of an mm-hmm. edge now um, yeah. because we're so used to doing it you know <laughs> and that move that we made to Nashville just you know opened so many doors like oh, beyond our wildest dreams and friendship and friendship yeah. I mean we met our mentor and good friend Keith Burns who um was one of the founding members of Trick Pony he has been guiding us for the past two years we play shows with him and he's just we write with him um and he's just incredible he's an amazing person and he actually introduced us to our current producer James Stroud um which is another honor just to be in the studio with him. And we are creating such, like, cool, fresh music um, that Presley and I are just over the moon about um, right now in the studio. So we're just, we just feel so blessed. This is just, we know in our hearts it's what we're meant to be doing. And we really feel like we're living out yeah. our dream as best as we can. And we're working really hard towards it. Yeah, and it, it meant a lot to us to start it started so early and to know so really I'm so I know how hard it is at a young age to know what you want to do with your life so mm-hmm. I find it really special that Taylor and I together found what we wanted to do for the rest of our life at 14 <laughs> you know I think it's really mm-hmm. crazy when you think about it that way but um that's kind of how it happened <laughs> yeah, and you know we definitely get where you're coming from <clears throat> about the knowing because um and and then if you don't do, you, you feel like a piece of your heart's gone. Because I can remember, we actually originally launched New Country Buzz back in 2014, um, and it started growing really fast back then. And we even got to interview Chelsea Ballerini before she made it big, which was really cool. Um, wow, yeah. But in 2015, we end up shutting down for personal reasons. It just got too much, um, and it's like a piece of me was missing then and cause it was really into my I mean I was all in here and and it, and and I tried to push it away the music stuff away so much that I even let go of the domain new country buzz and but every six months I would go to GoDaddy up nope nobody's bought it and then six months later up nobody bought it so <laughs> three years of this agony at the end of 2018 I went to Sandy and said you know I think we're I think we're supposed to do this. I feel like right. we need to relaunch and finish what we started. And that mm-hmm. was the end of 2008. And she was like, "Let's do it. Let's go for it." Had no idea we were going to do a show. We, we, we were just taking one step at a time. We just knew that we loved doing this, and we built the Absolutely. foundation of Country Buzz last year. And the end of last year, I, I was like, "Okay, I think it's time for us to go to that next level and and, and start our own little show and interview people." And Sandy was like. Um, well, what would we call it? I was like, well, what else? The Christmas <laughs> Andy show. And she kind of joked like, and she kind of joked like, well, who who would listen because nobody knows who we are. They knew who New Country Buzz was. A lot of people, yeah. but not us personally. And right. I was like, you know, it worked for Bobby Bones. It worked for Ty Bentley. And almost all the big shows is usually named after the people. 
Like, so what, what right. difference is it for us? And here it is. We launched January 3rd, and you're our 90th interview since January 3rd. Had no well, idea we were going this That's an accomplishment. Wow. What an incredible Congratulations. Story. Yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> That's really incredible. And, and, and because we lost it, and because we kind of lost this, that's kind of a driving force behind us now because because we know what it's like not to have it in our life. So what right. drives y'all? Oh, God, without a doubt, like having four of the two of us, I think if it wasn't the two mm-hmm. of us, we would not have that driving factor. Taylor pushes me when I need it. I push her when she needs it. We keep each other motivated. Our parents are super involved in what we do um, on a business level (laughs) and they motivate us. They drive us forward. And like, it's so funny with all, all of this Corona stuff and not being Mm -hmm. able to get out and play live. You have to kind of find a different motivation because I know for both Taylor and I entertaining is like what we were made to do and being in (laughs) front of people Mm -hmm. and connecting with people in that sense. Mm -hmm. It's definitely up until, you know, March has completely driven what we've done. 100%, you know. Um, So it's been really interesting kind of having to look inward during this past two months and find another drive behind what we're doing. And that's kind of been, lately has been writing and working our vocals and just, like, enjoying and taking a second to just relax and really get back to music as as a hobby and something that's, you know, we can do personally, like, at home, you know, and not have to go out and entertain. And I think that's been special for us because it's really given us a look at both sides of it and to be able to enjoy Mm -hmm. it from a, you know, professional go, go, go experience to also enjoying it at home with our family again and just relaxing and and taking it all in, you know. Absolutely. I agree with you completely. And also just, like, at the core of it, I think for both of us, it starts, like, the driving factor is just our love for singing. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely. Mm-hmm. singing mm-hmm. is the love of my life. And I know it is for Presley, <laughs> too. Um, and that is definitely a driving factor. And then, like Presley said, just our family and entertaining and being in the studio, mm-hmm. just all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. so much that makes up being an artist. You know, there's so mm-hmm. many aspects to it. And when you fall in love with each little piece of it, it that's when you know, like, this, and, and I'm sure it's the same for you guys, too. Like, there's yep. so many things that go into the show that you make and, and everything. And yep. when you really mm-hmm. can dive into each piece and part, it just gives you such an appreciation for what you're doing as a whole. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> and and usually I, I, I get people to talk about the highs, and then, and then we go to opposite way and talk about the lows. But I think I think you kind of hit some points that, I want to go the opposite way this time than I normally do the show um, because you're talking about the, all the points. Because I think a, what, a lot of fans, when they see an artist, whether it's someone small or big, it really don't matter. They don't see every aspect that you were just saying that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And that's something yeah. I like to bring out on our show because I want the struggles. I want the sacrifices that people have to make because people don't realize what y'all have to go through. And I'm going to tell a little story that lead us into where I want this part to go. <clears throat> Back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And one of the questions I asked her um, was, what advice would she have for an up-and-coming artist? Because at that time, her and her daughter were full-time with music. She mm-hmm. said, coming from someone full-time, this is going to sound funny. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, once you flip the switch and either go full-time or you're trying to make it a career, you don't have to be full-time yet, but, but that's the goal. Once that's the goal, it's a game changer. She goes, it could be, it's, it, it's still your passion, but it's now your job. And you have mm-hmm. to treat it like a job. You have to learn every aspect of the business. You have to, you know, you have to make so many sacrifices. Your family has to sacrifice. You you struggle with through the, the rejections that you have. You, you know, if you have a bad day today, you could have the worst day today ever. If you got a gig tonight, you got to smile like there's no tomorrow. Like like it is like you are the happiest person out there. She goes, you have to eat different than than most people because you, to stay on stage for that long. She says she says, but. If your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in 
because that's the only way those sacrifices become worth, worth it. What do you think mm-hmm. of what she said? Go there a little bit about the sacrifice side. I mean, I 100% agree with what she said um, because, I mean, Presley and I, it's so funny, go, being in high school and then moving into college and kind of trying to figure out um, what we want to do with our lives, Mm-hmm. The whole time, one one of us, even if one of us was like, oh, well, maybe I'll go try this over here, the mm-hmm. other one was like, no, oh, my gosh, you think so. Like, I love it. Like, the other one would be so in it, even if one was kind of out of it for half a second. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just so true. I could not imagine not going into the studio and not being on stage and not doing photo shoots. Like every aspect is so fun. It almost gives me anxiety to think about like, if, if I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know? I, it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> if it all was like gone tomorrow, I would just be heartbroken, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and we definitely, without a doubt, I think everyone who's in the music business has gotten a taste of that with this mm-hmm. pandemic. You know, and it, I think for a lot of artists, I'm assuming, I mean, I know it has for us, but it really puts things into focus. And mm-hmm. we just, like, have put so much into what we were doing that this has just made us want to go 100 times harder and get there and yeah. get where we want to be and reach our goals. And Taylor and I set very high goals for ourselves. And, you know, in life, I, I agree with her that, like, you have to – make sacrifices if you want to do this and it does change it from you know it does make it a job but I think in life I would I just am not I'm the type of person that I love to be creative that's part of my job and I I don't think I would would thrive not as with this not as my job you know I I love pushing I love make I know it's, it's a lot of work and it does change it does change it a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's to be doing. And I think, like Taylor said, we've known that this is what we're supposed to do. And there's so many things in our life that have kind of reiterated that and reassured us mm-hmm. of what we're doing. You know, every time we hit a roadblock or every time, you know, somebody gets down or, you know, we aren't sure, there's always, God always shows us a path to continue <laughs> with what we're doing. He's never, ever yeah. shut us out music. That is really journey. awesome. Yeah, it it really it really is special, and and I know I'm I'm sure that's the case for a lot of musicians too because it's not the easiest path to choose, you know, and you mm-hmm. have to have a lot of you know drive to continue forward. And and the blessing that Taylor and I have is that we have each other to keep pushing ourselves forward. You know, we're not in it by ourselves, which is really special. And I and, and we get what you're what you say on that because there are there are moments to where I feel like I'm going over a cliff. Mm-hmm. And Sandy has to talk me down. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because, you know, yeah. <laughs> because you, you want things to grow faster. I mean, I, even if we were exploding, I'd probably still want it to grow faster. That's just me. I, I want to grow. And, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. so, but there are times where you get frustrated and you're like, you know, is, is this worth it? And that's when, mm-hmm. that, that's the moments where you have to really decide, are you going to keep going? Even through the struggles, like like in, in the last Absolutely. interview we did earlier, they were t- uh, talking about Chris Stapleton, and, and one they because one of the questions I asked them was what would they, they ask Chris Stapleton because they look up to him, and they were like uh, they want to know how did he hang in there all those years before things started to work and click, right? Because that's right. that's one of the tough things I think for a lot of artists is you know they don't realize when they first get in the battle and, and really the biggest battle is between your ears. <laughs> and the battle that's there because you know they don't call Nashville the ten year city for nothing. Oh yeah, it's definitely a ten year town, and we are <laughs> we're super aware of that without a doubt. Um, and it's easy to go into it, I think. Um, you know, as with anything, and and it's funny because mm-hmm. we're talking about music, but this is just life. I mean, you go into yeah. anything, and it's yeah. exciting and new and fresh, and you're ready to roll, and like you get knocked down a couple of times and, and you start to think about things, but you know, when, when it's what you're supposed to be doing and you're where you're supposed to be, you get through those times and you work through it and figure it out and you push through. And that's just, 
it's just the way you have to be if you're going to succeed at anything. I think. And y'all, and y'all said about the about how God always guided the path. I love mm-hmm. that part because for me, um, when Sandy and I first married 17 years ago, my ultimate goal was to be a motivational speaker. That was what that was who I felt like I was supposed to be from God. I really mm-hmm. felt that. We mar- and all I listened to was audio, motivational audio. Not me. I, I, I'm not saying I didn't like music because I always mm-hmm. joke that that Sandy brainwashed me in all this music stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but when we married, she was 24/7 music. I was 24/7 motivational audio stuff. So something had to give. Um, right. So we came up with an agreement that we, we'll listen to 50% music and 50% audio, and we both thought that was fair because we both were so into it. But here it is, as we look back in our 17-year marriage. And, and we've taken so many different paths. We've probably started a hundred different businesses to stay afloat, and all of them have failed. I mean, but they've but they've done enough to keep us afloat these years till we found that path. And right. all of a sudden, we go into a path that if you'd have told me this 17 years ago, I'd have laughed. I'd have had no yeah. idea that we'd be doing this show. And but now when I look back, it made me realize, you know what? I'm still getting to speak. And Sandy's still found a way in the music. That was yeah. our two big passions when we married. Mm-hmm. So here it is, 17 years later after we married, we finally listened to God on it, and he guided us into a point to where we're both getting to get out of it what we need need out of it, all right. under one purpose. That's so beautiful. And that's, I mean, that's just having faith and, and believing and, you know, listening and going along that path and you know you don't know you really don't know what god has planned for you and then like you said when you look back at it and you're like oh my goodness you know this is it and it's it's really very special i really congratulate you guys on this show it's very 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 special and i can't imagine not doing it now that's the funny part you know (laughs) and and it's funny because when we first launched the show january 3rd in fact before we um did the show today sin that was talking we always talk about the guests and all that right before the show and we were talking mm-hmm. about January 3rd, and, and I asked her what, did, what, what was her thoughts before we launched. And sh- she's like, I'm just glad I didn't try to talk you out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's where she stood on the show. She, did, she liked the whole New Country Buzz idea, but she yeah. wasn't sure about the show idea. But she let me run with it, with this crazy idea. Like, and okay, now we can try <laughs> <laughs> and and now she can't imagine like me us not doing the show. Oh yeah, we love it. Our and I are the same way with music. Like we literally like you can't. It's crazy when you just can't imagine your life without it. It's it's mm-hmm. just it really mm-hmm. is crazy. I we totally totally get that same thing. <laughs> now now that we talked about some of the rough sides of the of the business, let's go to the other side. When you look back on your career so far, and I know you said a few already. But outside of what you've already said, um, what are some moments where you're like, wow, we got to do that? There have been, yeah, there have been <laughs> so many pinch me moments like that. I know we mentioned it earlier in the interview, but that night on the Grand Ole Opry was 100% one. I don't um, think you talked about that. You can say it again. Well, I- yeah, so <laughs> I'll tell the story. But, yeah, basically – we went into the studio with Pam Tillis. We met her through a mutual friend, and we recorded mm-hmm. one of her dad's songs. We recorded a Mel Tillis song called Heart Over Mind, mm-hmm. and oh, um, Pam sang on it. And that was that was actually in itself a pinch me moment, moment because yeah. we had grown up listening to her records, and then yeah. to be mm-hmm. in the studio with her and to see watch her like do her thing. Um, at such a young age, too. Yeah, like, we I think we were young. only, Presley was probably 18 and I was 16, or it might have been later than that. I honestly can't remember, but it might have been more recent. But um, mm-hmm. at that age, when, you know, we had never seen another female artist, especially one as successful as her, in the studio, um, mm-hmm. other than each other or ourselves, you yeah. know. Um, so to see her working like that and it was just such like reassurance to what we were doing and it was just incredible to watch it was was an amazing learning experience um that was definitely a pinch me moment for myself um and so much came out of that after that she has been such a mentor to us she would take us 
shopping. We all go shopping together, and she styled us for a little bit at one point, which was so fun and cool. And she actually was the creative director for our album artwork, and she invited us onto the Opry to sing with her one Friday night to a sold-out oh, wow. crowd. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, just incredible. It just really opened our eyes to a new world and just mm-hmm. to what, you know, this this journey is. And it, it was just incredible. That was definitely, you know, one of the highlights of our career so far. And um, another one would be just getting um, getting to be able to go into the studio with James Stroud was just an oh, absolute wow. highlight of our career. Oh my gosh, um, he's, he's created so much history in country music that mm-hmm. I think everybody knows about. And to be in a room with him and to speak with him, and now, funny, because now, um, you know, we've spent so much the last, what, two years with him um, and creating <laughs> that friendship. And it's really, Taylor and I, even now when we sit and talk with him, he'll tell us stories about, the time he met Elvis and you know things he did that you're just like oh my god how am I Whitney Houston like yeah she came into the studio and sang for him and when she was just starting out and yeah all this crazy stuff that you're like how are we even here like this is just incredible (laughs) is he lying no he's not lying it's it's just it's it's absolutely crazy and um the things that he has um, helped us with with our music and just mm-hmm. really figuring out who we are, figuring right. out our sound yeah. instrumentally and lyrically, and how much we've grown through the process as artists has been again mm-hmm. a highlight of our career, and that's why we're so excited for the future. Um, is because now we have this just amazing music that we're just so excited to share with the world and. Um, yeah, that's just that's definitely and, been and, 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 and this is the perfect moment to where we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to come pl- back and play your song into the world. How's that sound? Sounds Beautiful. great. Yeah. Thank and, you. And then when we come back from the break and play the song, we'll talk about the song. So right. just hang on. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Stop. 
a great song there. Oh, yes. Love that song. Thank, Thank you. you. So tell us the story behind that. Totally. Do you want to tell? Yeah. So we were um, this one. We went into the studio with James actually, and he had given us um, uh, from a publishing company a demo and a literally a CD filled with like there must have been like twenty songs on it. Um, There's a lot of songs to go through, and we were trying to figure stuff out for this. Um, first couple singles that we were going to release and we listened through the whole al- the whole album the whole cd with all these different writers different songs and we got to this song um and casey musgraves is actually singing the demo and um oh, wow. we heard yeah uh, we were like okay so <laughs> we were listening to it and i remember we were driving back from we we're actually i think we were coming we must have been going home or something we were on a road trip um and we were in the car and we literally listened to it over and over and over and over. And by the end of the trip, we knew the song. We called James and we were like, we need to record this one. This is definitely, mm-hmm. definitely going to be one that we do. Um, you know, it's such a, it's such a interesting thing. I think what I loved most about it was, was like the fact that it says like, oh, it's not a big deal, but it's just the end of the world. Like, and that's how like these mm-hmm. things feel when it happens to you and yeah. um oh, yeah. Life changing. yeah and and you don't want to like it's tough because you don't want to admit that something is that hurtful to you but it really is the truth and um I just loved the take on it honestly I had never heard that take on it before Plus, it was just so relatable I mean we we immediately put it into our live show mm-hmm. um and had our, our band work it up and we put it in our live show just so we could kind of test it out with some of the new songs mm-hmm. on our audiences mm-hmm. and see how they like it and without a doubt, every time we played this song, the whole audience would like be mesmerized. Everyone would, no one was talking, yeah. they would be listening. And then after the show, they would always come up to the merch table, and so many people would be like, oh, that end of the world song, like that really like struck a chord huh. with me. That just, mm-hmm. I really can relate to that one. And, and that's how we felt when we heard it. So we knew right away mm-hmm. um, it was going to be a song that we were going to record, and we released it in January and it's been out and I mean we just feel so blessed like our fans are honestly the best fans in the world like we feel like we have an amazing like Facebook army that is just like (laughs) inspiring and supportive and they Mm -hmm. streamed it you know 25,000 times and it's just it's crazy um and same with Instagram like we rarely it's just the people I think that follow us, but we rarely see like a negative or hate, you know, come across our social mm-hmm. media, um, which is yeah. really great. We mm-hmm. hear a lot about that and, and we feel really blessed that we just have such supportive, kind people following us and encouraging us to release music and assuring us that they're going to listen to it. So we just, yeah, this song is just special to us really cool too. I think the way that James reported it to his goal is to go for more of a live band sound um so it's definitely uh-huh. a little heavier mm-hmm. stuff. I think more on like our end what Taylor and I are finding out is we're not really kind of the bubblegum poppy girly sound that's yeah. not really the sound that yeah. we are and I think this really embodies just musically what mm-hmm. we are, which is just a little bit heavier, a little bit edgier, yeah. but it doesn't push too mm-hmm. far, you know, but um, it definitely is something different, and I think that when people hear it, they kind of have to go, wait a minute, and, like, really listen to what's going on, which is the cool thing about this song. And see that, we, we understand where y'all are coming from on that, because, you know, like, when we started the show, <clears throat> one of the things that um, I, I told Sandy, how can we be unique? What, what, what's going to be our uniqueness? And, of course, being a married couple running a show, that kind of puts us in less than 1% of the hosts out there you know, already. Right. But I wanted something right. real unique. And I told Sandy, I know what it is, um, that um, when, when I listen to a lot of other shows, you know, like you were talking about, you didn't want to be the poppy um, sound because you, you want to go more in deep. That's what we wanted to do with the show. You know, there's a lot of hosts out there like us, and they ask just basic questions. I wanted to go deeper than that. I, I wanted to be a show to where we can allow the artists enough time to tell their story. 
because the big artists, they have platforms for that. There, there are many platforms like CMT and all that where the big artists can just pour their heart out. There's just no platforms where the small artists can pour their heart well, out. You're so right. And, and, and that's the thing, and, the biggest thing about being an independent artist right now and growing to that level of a bigger artist is that, you know, we have a lot of things to share and to tell, and we're on the ground level of, of what we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of other people in that same position where if you give us this platform to speak like this, it's great because when we listen to the other artists that come on and speak with you guys too, it's like a big conversation with each other, you know, that we mm-hmm. really otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to do if it wasn't for you guys doing what you're doing, honestly. Yeah, and that's what we wanted to make it feel. <clears throat> Basically, we want when people end the show in about 60, 65 minutes, whatever it ends up being, we want mm-hmm. them to feel like I just made a new friend. It's just a couple friends hanging out, t- talking, and the world can listen in. Yeah. You guys sure definitely make it super, super comfortable. I mean, honestly, this is the most I think Taylor and I have ever spoken in an interview. <laughs> um, so you guys are really, <laughs> really wonderful people. And um, without a doubt, we feel like – I mean, you tell us to stop talking because we're probably over the top. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to shut us off when it's time. <laughs> So, Sandy, I'll tell you the same thing about me. Like one of the things that um, a lot of people mm-hmm. learn is, is through the years, you know, 17 years of marriage, when Sandy and I would be out and about and we'd run into people. And not, now I'm not talking running into friends. I'm talking about running into strangers. If I strike up a conversation with somebody and it, it, if it goes a little deep, Sandy knows we're there 60 minutes, period. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and she she would use to roll her eyes at at the situation because I've done that probably thousands of times through the years oh in our seventeen years of marriage. <laughs> and who would have thought? And it's funny, I joke with Sandy all all through our marriage. I was like, if I could ever find a way to make money talking, we'll be rich. <laughs> 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 And here we are. I didn't. We had no idea that that all those thousands and thousands and thousands of conversations I've had with people that lasted at least sixty minutes each would prepare me <laughs> to do a show where we do a sixty-minute show. For this moment, that's so great. Yep. <laughs> you were made for this. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So. One thing I like to do different than a lot of people, you know, when when you have fans out there, they see you, and 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 sometimes I think they feel like you do all the work. Um, but we and you both know you got to have a solid team. They don't see the PR company, they don't see the managers, they don't see the producer, they don't see none of that. Well, I like to give always give that side some time. Tell us about your team that helps you be who you are. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, we would not be able to do things on the level that we're doing them without the people around us. I think from a really young age, like, like I said before, our parents are super involved in what we're doing. We're, we're Italian. We stick together. That's just the way that we are. No matter how mm-hmm. old we're going to be 30 and they're still going to be, you know, running things for us. And that's just the way it is. Um, but I think from a young age, because we started out, obviously preteens, basically, you know, mm-hmm. our parents made it really clear from the beginning that the people that they were going to bring in to our circle that weren't them, you know, needed mm-hmm. to be really good people and well-balanced people yeah. and people that mm-hmm. would make good decisions and not, you know, lean us in any direction that was, you know, because at that point we were still growing and learning and trying to come into our own and they didn't want to have people around mm-hmm. us that would influence influence us in any type of way that wasn't going to be positive for our growth. Um, mm-hmm. So they started us out in that thought process. And then as Taylor and I have kind of taken over who we bring into the circle, we've kind of taken on that same, um, you know, that same concept. Our, our band, when we're out, we, we have a dry camp. The guys don't drink when we're playing shows. Um, mm-hmm. We have a great, great band that we play with. We love we them. We love every single one of them. Um, <laughs> our PR company is literally the ideas that they come up with are 
so amazing and they are such great people to bounce ideas off of every day. You know, we email them constantly, you know, and that's the thing about when you're talking about people not really seeing the people in the background, we're talking with our team every day. We're working on things yeah. with them every single day. They're, they're the sounding board for the ideas we have, you know, and, and it's so cool to have such wonderful people around us. I mean, you know, we have PLA media with Pam Lewis and she's such a sweetheart mm-hmm. and the, Maria and Mark, everybody that works for her have just been so, so amazing. And they've kind of come into our lives really recently and they've been nothing but a joy to work with. Um, and wow. you know, we have, our, like I said, our band, the guys are like our brothers. I mean, we all spend time mm-hmm. together even when we're not playing shows. Um, and that's super, super special. Our parents and having Keith Burns around helping us in a mentor capacity of, you know, helping with our live shows and, giving us ideas for merch and all this stuff, you know, it's really, really special. And the people that we have helping us and behind us are people that we've truly become family with. I mean, like Mm -hmm. we spend so much time together. We talk so often and they're, you know, they're in this with us, which is the really cool part is everybody wants to see us succeed because in the end, that means everyone's going to succeed. And I think that's Mm -hmm. just what everyone's relationships with each other is so important and so special because we're all in it together. Yep. And I love all that. And like you said, it's a family thing and it sounds like your family is very important to you. So one of the questions I like to always ask is tell us a parent story where they did something above and beyond for y'all where, where that was one of the moments you were like, they really believe in what we're doing. Oh my, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Taylor and I just laughed when we, you said that. Yeah, I literally looked at Presley and mouthed um, every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally <laughs> every day they go above and beyond to help us in any way that they can, whether it's, you know, calling a random venue and booking us a show for our band or literally I can't, I'm we can't even explain what they do for us. Um it's definitely not the normal relationship that people have. The, the thing with our family and our parents is the four of us are so passionate about what we do. Everyone's kind of, like you said, we're Italian, so we're hotheads. We get, you know, we get into it, but it's because everyone's <laughs> so, you know, and it's funny, but everyone's just so serious about getting us where we need to be that they mm-hmm. take on that role of helping us to push forward and they, like Taylor said, genuinely, they do it every single day. And they're definitely not thanks enough for all of the things that they do for us um, <laughs> at all. But we try to be, you know, as grateful as we can um, and, and be as thankful as we can. We're really, really blessed because I know that um, that's not a lot of people have that. You yeah. know? And we're really, really, really lucky to have them help us the way yeah. that they do. And because we're a family sure. show, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say, they're both entrepreneurs, um, you know, oh, our dad's awesome. in the healthcare business, my mom is yeah, all in real estate, full-time, full-time jobs, <laughs> and then they take our <laughs> job on as well, yeah. and then they also have <laughs> us as a full-time wow. business and job, and yeah. so they're killing it, they're, yeah. they're <laughs> you guys would love that them, is awesome. if you talk to them, you would love them, and you know what's funny is we're considering starting a show called Behind the Artist, where we bring on like the parents. Yeah. Uh, yes. And yeah, and, and, and just just talk about behind the artist. They would love that. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> great concept. <laughs> and, and, and you know, because we're, I always tell people we're a family affair. So we actually do have kind of a third team member, um, our little eight-year-old. He always comes on and asks one question. So we're going to get him on in just a second. He Aww. loves this part of it. What's his name? And when, and when, Christopher. Christopher, Christopher. Oh my God. what's your favorite food? Oh, oh, what's our favorite food? That's hey. a good one, Christopher. Well, we're from Connecticut originally, and that's right by the Atlantic Ocean. So my favorite food is probably like New England clam chowder. She loves Taylor loves clam chowder, so seafood for her. Mine would be my Italian jeans coming out. I literally crave pasta every day. So pasta would be mine. <laughs> Great question, Christopher. Thank you. Thank you. And what's yours, Lucas? Pizza. Pizza. That would be my second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could eat it. Okay, a, bye. 
Bye. <laughs> he comes and goes he comes quick. And goes fast. So he loves to be part of it, though. That's and, so and, we, and, and see, we've got a one-year-old, but when she gets old enough, yes. we'll plug her in, too. Because one thing I've learned through the years is, uh, is I've, I've been taught that if you want to inspire passion and purpose into your kids, allow them to see you living out yours in front of them because they have a front row seat to that. Absolutely. I mean, if, that's what our parents if did all, for us. Yeah. That is awesome. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, because what I was saying is if, because if you're a parent and you're just living, say, a mundane job and that's all you do and the kids don't see that, it's hard for them to focus on that, oh, I, I can actually go out there and do something too. Absolutely. I mean, like like I said, uh, a lot like what you're doing with your son, you know, our parents did that for us as well, um, always. I mean, they did a lot. My our, my parents, our parents met because of music. Um, our dad was in oh, a wow. band. Yeah, my mom was friends with people at the radio station, and they met out at a show one night. Um, so, like I said, it really is. Before we were born, this was going on, but, I mean, we grew up watching our parents sing and watching them play, you know, events and family parties. They would set up the PA, and they'd get up and sing. And, you know, it really is they led by example, and it sounds like mm-hmm. you guys are doing the same thing with your children. And, and it really, like, has helped us develop as people that are passionate and, you know, strong-willed and, and know what we want to be doing and, and you yeah. know, doing the best we can to get it done. And that's good. And that's what's funny about this is, you know, we're running like an Internet thing here um, right now. Um, but Sam and I, we actually met because of the Internet. You know, we met online back in back, and it was taboo back mm-hmm. then. You know, you, everybody's yeah. meeting now, but you didn't meet back then. It was wrong right. to do that. And what's <laughs> funny is we actually – we met February 2nd of 2002 online. Mm-hmm. We talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. February 18th, we set a wedding date. And March 4th, we met in person. So we were actually meeting in person who we were going to marry. We already, oh we already said a wedding date. You guys look and, like a TV <laughs> show. That's crazy. So and cool. the date we set. First out. That's great. <laughs> we just knew. You know, we just knew that God had this, that he had something for us. We've always had some special connection all these years. And I, and I almost screwed it up because I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me 12 years ago. But the first five years of our marriage was really rough for Sandy because of those addictions. But you know what? She never nagged me. She never put me down. She never fought me about the addictions. She loved me through them anyway. And I've got – when we tell our story, there are many times people will tell us that – that it sounds like she let you walk all over her those early years. And I'm like, no, she actually allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. Because I wouldn't be alive if she didn't do that. She sounds really like an angel. Sandy, you're pretty amazing. <laughs> she is. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Incredible. So as we move on a little bit, um, if, um, if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Okay, mine, without a doubt, would be Miranda Lambert, because I think she uh-huh. is one of the best songwriters of our time. I I, mm-hmm. I adore her. I adore her music since day one, um, so hers, mine would be her. Um, and she just writes the best songs about life. Like, she writes the yeah. best life songs, and I guess that's what I would want to write about with her. Okay. Um, I would probably want to write with Casey Musgrave just because I I just love her. Yeah, I just love, she's just a wonderful, like, lyricist. Like, the way she (laughs) says things are so beautiful. So I I would love to write with her. (laughs) So if y'all were in in front of them right now, what would y'all, what would be y'all first questions to them? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. I would probably um, <laughs> I would probably be a little tongue-tied, and I would be like, hey, I'm Taylor, and then the Chiefs, I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think I would cry if I met Miranda Lambert. I know. I really <laughs> don't know what would happen. It probably wouldn't be pretty. So. It wouldn't be a mess. I guess I would ask um, 
I guess I would ask her about like just her journey because I think she sounds like the type of person that's been through a lot and she's experienced mm-hmm. a lot of things and just kind of ask her you know her story and how she got to where she mm-hmm. is and you know how she takes those experiences and you know turns I them would, into beautiful yeah. music yeah I would definitely want to ask Casey like about that too just about her musical journey and like how mm-hmm. she made that jump to you know not jump but how she built her career mm-hmm. to um how successful it is I I, I love to mm-hmm. hear that insight from artists and yeah so since we're talking about songwriting here and stuff what um what song of y'all's means the most and why that's such a good question um i mean yeah i'll go first taylor and i had a chance to write um with dave pahanish who is an incredible writer he wrote number ones like um What's the key third one? Without you, and he wrote American Ride for Toby Keith, and like a ton of just crazy, crazy songs. And we got to sit with him and do a writing session. Um, we wrote a song called Let It Flow, and it was just the most beautiful experience just being around him, honestly. And and it was the most creative I think <laughs> I've ever had the chance to be. Um, you know, from his studio. I wish I could show you a video of it. It was just crazy. It was just. <laughs> Such a, it really was like a spiritual experience, like writing with him. Mm-hmm. And actually, we kind of cultivated a nice friendship. And he decided to share um, some songs with us that he had written that he thought would be good for us to record. Um, and he mm-hmm. gave us one called Freeze. And it's just about freezing, like the moment and it being in such a perfect moment, you just want to like freeze it in time. And it was about <laughs> his wife when he met her. And I can just give relate without a doubt to the relationship that I'm in. So it 100% to me is like the most beautiful song that we have. And yeah, it's definitely I love it. like the most relatable. And it's not, re- it's not released yet. So you guys will hear it soon. I agree with those two. And then I think I have two songs okay. that um, are really special as far as writing but one of them is definitely on our album country music um presley and i really like made a tribute to the traditional country sound that we love Mm -hmm. that we grew up listening to um and one of the songs on it is called old-fashioned passion and our grandpa um actually wrote it like many many years ago um and we like sat down with him and rewrote some of the lyrics with him and um, just make them more relatable to us and everything. And but that was just really special. To, uh, he since has passed away, so just to have that song mm-hmm. like on our album that he started and then we you know finished and put out into the world is just really beautiful and really special um, for us. And then another one, we actually didn't write this song, but we, it was played to us. Keith Burns actually played it for us um, when we were in the studio one day with James, and we released it. It's one of our most recent mm-hmm. singles. Um, but he played it for us, and everyone in the room just got goosebumps. Like, the words oh, were yeah. so beautiful and true mm-hmm. and exactly mm-hmm. where we are in our journey and that song mm-hmm. is called where you belong um it's out now on spotify and itunes if anyone wants to listen to it but it really is so relatable to anyone you know trying mm-hmm. to follow their path in life and just trying to make their dreams come true um and it just gives some great advice to follow so absolutely really awesome that. Love, love those answers. Um, yes. So I'm about to ask a question, and I, I'm going to ask it in a certain way. I have a purpose for the way I ask this, and I will explain right after I ask the question. If you had a magic wand, and let's say what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I ask it this way is this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that exact same question to Kelsey Ballerini. Her exact answer back five years ago was what she's living right now. I mean, you couldn't have put it more perfect 
of what she said. She knew where she was going. She had that vision, and she knew what she wanted. And I always like to tell that story because I want artists to, to dream a little bit here. If you could make it, where would you be? Because I think that sometimes artists, they can get frustrated. They, get, they can get in a rut, and they forget that five years, a lot can happen. And that's why I'd like to tell the Kelsey Ballerini story here because a lot happened to her definitely um, in that five-year span because nobody really knew who she was when we interviewed her, and now everybody knows who she is pretty much. <laughs> so um, if all bets were off and it would for sure come true, where do y'all want to be in five years? Well, I'll go first. I mean, my ultimate goal would be to just, I mean, Taylor and I always say, like, there's no limit to what we're capable of doing. We know that, and that's why we set such high goals for ourselves. I mean, I want to be touring to sold-out crowds every night. I mean, that is just, I want to be on the road. I want to be singing in front of as many people as I can get in front of. Um, yeah, and just to add to that, I, we mm-hmm. want to be singing those shows with our hit songs. Definitely. Put it out on the radio. Hits on Spotify or whatever. But um, yeah, that's, to that's a label. So maybe have a CMA award under our belt. Maybe a grand there you go. And, and, you know, <laughs> we think about these things. Yeah. You know? That's where we're headed. That's where that's our goal. So we'll see what happens. Who knows how yep. long it will take. But we're, we're in it for the long haul. That, that's good to know. Let's say that you have a friend, and I always like to get specific. Let's say you had a friend, and you've heard them sing, and they've got a great tone in their voice. They got some, you can tell there's something special about them. You, can, you know, because there are different. There are people that can sing, and there are people that can sing, as as people say. <laughs> and and you can tell there's something special about this person. And let's say that this now this would be pre-COVID advice, of course. And let's say that um, they've played 10 or 20 shows so far, so they're really just getting their feet wet, but they've got what every artist says, the stage bug. They've looked over – they've been on stage. They've looked over the crowd. Crowd's cheering for them, clapping for them, excited about the songs that they, they were singing, and they feel like they to y'all privately and say, I got that stage. I know I am supposed to do this for the, with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Yeah, my advice would be to start writing. Writing's a huge thing. Definitely hone that craft. And I think for Taylor and I, what we did and, you know, the advice that I would give was to be the absolute best at what you're doing. Like work every single day to hone what you're doing and, and just be incredible at it so when you go out there nobody can hold a candle to what you're doing no matter what the stage is or where you are or how many people are there just get comfortable in your skin get up there and just own every second of what you're doing that is really awesome love that advice any other advice (laughs) yes um i I completely agree with everything Presley said, um, and I would probably give that advice too. But basically, just go for it. Like, yeah, just go yeah. for it. Amen. Do it to the best of your ability. Like, yeah, just to the best of your ability and strive for excellence and go for it. You know. I, I love that, and you know, I'm, that's what definitely y'all are doing. That's what we're doing because we're like we're right with you. You know, we ain't made it to the Bobby Bones level yet, but that's our vision, to be the Bobby Bones as a couple <laughs> um, awesome. one day. And um, so as we get to the last question here, what is a question y'all wish hosts like us would ask but kind of never do? I feel like you guys – You guys, okay, it. first of all, you did a great job. So maybe this doesn't go for you, but I guess maybe yeah. – um, <laughs> Let me just say generally <laughs> – You'd love to hear that. We do uh, love no, to hear really. that. It means a I lot. Nothing, I feel like there's nothing um, you guys hit on a lot of right that. now. Yeah, that I would want to say. Um, can you think I'm of one? Think of like a good thing here. I don't know. It's so funny because you're right. Like people tend to ask like generic questions, and I feel like you guys mm-hmm. were like really in depth and got a lot out of us today, which is kind of really cool. Um, I guess maybe like just on a more maybe like. Um, on a more personal level, like, what, like, 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good one. Hey, do you, she's looking at me like, where are you going with this? Because <laughs> um, you guys asked about our hobbies. We got asked what favorite food. What's our favorite food? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one for you. Here. Can you, you know what's funny is we, we, we've shaped our show around this question a little bit. We actually had someone probably about 40 or 50 shows back. That 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 their their thing is. I just wish people would ask us what's quirky about me, and Sandy and I was like, oh, we love yeah. that one. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's been in every show one. since. <laughs> yes. I wish and people would ask us about like our like. I love when people ask us where we get our clothes. I feel like that's a good one. <laughs> We're like so into fashion, and then nobody can ask that. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. So tell everybody how they can reach you. Self-promotion time for y'all. Totally. Thank you. Um, So you can access, like, all of our social media and our music at presleyandtaylor.com, P-R-E-S-L-E-Y, and spelled out, and then taylor.com. Also on social media, Instagram, at presleyandtaylor, Facebook, at presleyandtaylor, and then Spotify, we're presleyandtaylor, same with Apple Music, Presley, just Presley and Taylor everywhere. Like you can find us anywhere at Presley and Taylor. That is awesome. And we really enjoyed having you on today, and we look forward to having you back down the road. Yeah, we can't wait. You guys are so wonderful. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for being here. We did so enjoy it. Good, and congratulations on all your success, too. Oh, we we appreciate it. (laughs) Well, we appreciate that, and, and we look forward to seeing where y'all go. That's for sure. Yes. Thank do. you so much. All right, we'll talk to y'all soon. Okay, talk to you guys bye. soon. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Thanks. Bye. Hey, everyone. Hope you really enjoyed the show today. Um, be sure to look them up. They're really great. They're definitely going to the top. We have no doubt in that. Tomorrow we've got two more episodes coming at you, but we got one little different one. we got one artist. And we've got one business side one where remember we used to do the state of the music business podcast, but we'll bring in one back tomorrow and we'll be doing that. So until then, we'll see you then.